Hey everybody, this is Pastor Cor Chavis. Thank you so much for checking us out today at Truth Chapel's podcast. If this word has blessed your spirit or encouraged you, take a moment and leave us a quick review. Also, check us out at truth-chapel.com or any of our social media outlets, Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. God bless, and I pray you enjoy. Amen. I want to read for you today from the book of Ezekiel. Uh, You probably don't read from Ezekiel a lot. If you have a paper Bible, let me say it this way. If you got a real Bible, (laughs) I got my iPad version. But if you got a real Bible, uh, it's going to be past Isaiah. Just keep going past Isaiah. Slow down. When you reach Isaiah, slow down and keep going real slow. Ezekiel will be right around in there somewhere. I'm going to read for you an obscure scripture from Ezekiel 46 and verse 9. An obscure scripture from Ezekiel 46 and verse 9. Haven't heard many people preach from this, but I felt a word in my spirit this week from this verse, Ezekiel 46 and verse 9. Watch what it says. It says, But when the people of the land shall come before the Lord in the solemn feast, he that entereth by the way of the north gate to worship shall go out by the way of the south gate. And he that entereth by the way of the south gate shall go forth by the way of the north gate. He shall not return by the way of the gate whereby he came in but shall go forth over against it. He said, when it's time for worship and the people of the land gather in the tabernacle of God to worship, in the time of worship, he said, everybody who comes in the south, they can't leave by the south. If you come in the south gate, you you have to. It's mandatory that you leave by the north gate. And if you came in the north gate, you, you can't leave by the north gate. You've got to go out by the south gate. And so today I'd like to preach to you for just a few moments on this subject. Go out another way. Go out another way. Let's pray together. Lord, we love you so much. And we're so thankful for what we feel in your house. Your presence is here, dwelling among us. It has visited us in this house. And Lord, we know that if your spirit is here, just like in the book of Genesis, when the spirit of God moved, the word of God spoke. So we know that if your spirit is here, you got something you want to say. So Lord, speak to us now that there may be creativity in our hearts, that creation can grow. God, give us a revelation and give us illumination and help us to not only be hearers of the word, but doers of the word also. And we'll be so careful to give you praise and glory. And the church said in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for standing for the reading. You may be seated. Amen. You've been standing for a while. Thank you for standing for a while. Amen. Rest yourself for just a moment. Take a deep breath. I'm not going to preach long today, uh, but, I, but I hope I preach good. Uh, not long, but good. And uh, I love coming to church. Anybody love coming to church? You know, I've been coming to church for a long time. Uh, I, I, I talked about this a 
Just a few weeks ago, I talked about my drug problem, being drugged to church on Sunday morning, drugged to church on Sunday night, being drugged, being drugged all the time. Just uh, prayer meeting and, and uh, you know, we had revival services back in the day that started on, on Tuesday night and went through Sunday night. And uh, we would take Mondays off to rest. And uh, then we'd start again on Tuesday nights and we'd go all the way around. Anybody remember those kind of revivals? Some of y'all so old, you didn't even take Mondays off. That's how, that's how far you go back. And uh, I, I've been in church so long uh, that everybody in the church had their own songbook. And uh, if, you touch somebody, if you touch the wrong songbook, you was going to fight somebody. That's my songbook. I got all my, my little stuff in there. Don't, don't touch my songbook. I've been coming to church for a long time. I've been in church so long, uh, I, I remember the wooden pews. Oh, yeah. Listen, I remember the wooden pews that if you sat down incorrectly, when people on your row stood up, you stood up with them. Because if you didn't, you get pinched. That's how they say it in North Carolina, pinched. Uh, I remember when we got uh, pad on the pews and, and we brought in the padded pews. And um, I remember... The people came uh, to Spring Lake, where I was raised, Spring Lake, North Carolina. Uh, th there was a company that, that made pews and installed them. There was a company. That's how, I mean, somebody made money off that. Because every church had padded pews. They, they brought the pews in, and they set the pews up. And I remember my father telling them, um, now, where, where do we anchor them down? And the pew company who had been putting the pews in all the other churches in the city, said, what do you mean anchor them down? And my dad said, well, they need to be anchored to the concrete. And I remember the, the pew company being like, what, what do you mean? <laughs> my dad was like, this is, this is Pentecostal church. We're going to need these pews anchored to the ground or somebody's going to get hurt. And those pews were anchored to the ground and um, I saw people move them in the spirit. I, I watched men run across the back of them, just up and down. That's how long I've been in church. I don't know how long y'all been coming to church. But I've been, I've been in church so long that I've been left in the church many times. <laughs> sleeping under the pew and your parents just leave you. There's nothing worse in a child's life to wake up in a dark church. All them evil spirits that got cast out of everybody that was here earlier just sitting on the pew looking at you. He's like, Lord Jesus. I've been coming to church for a long time. And be, because, uh, be, be, because I've been in church for a long time, um, I'm a professional churchgoer. I've got real professional. I know, I know how to show up. I know how to clap with the songs. I know how to smile. Uh, you know, and you, and you do what you do on a Sunday to fill in the gap, or if you want to call it this, you know, check the box. I've been to church. I've been in the house of the Lord. How, however, uh, God never intended for us just to attend. God, God, God's purpose 
for this place uh, was not uh, purposed around an attendance sheet. God's purpose for the sanctuary, God's purpose for the tabernacle, God's vision of what would happen in this place was not a vision of coming and going. When, when, when we think church, we think community and we think opportunity and, 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 and we think worship and we think, uh, you know, sometimes we think fun and sometimes we think, you know, I'm going to hear a good word. We, we have different thoughts of what we think when we come to God's house. But in the original context of God's sanctuary, his place for the people to come and worship in his context, it, it, it wasn't about any of the things that we think it was about. In God's mindset, his thought was change. Amen. When, when God thinks about this place, this is not a place just for community. This is not a place just for worship. This is not a place just for networking. This is not a place just for friendships and, not, and relationships. This is a place of change. When God thinks about church, he doesn't think about us coming and going the same way that we came. He tells the prophet in Ezekiel, he says, when you guys get together and when it's time to worship me in the season of worship and the people of the land come together to worship, you, you give them this mandate. If they come in the south gate, they can't leave by the south gate. When they come in the south gate, they have to leave by the north gate. And if they come in the north gate, they have to leave by the south gate. No man shall leave the same way he came. I know, listen, I know it's a simple message on a Sunday. Uh, I, I know I'm, 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 I'm in uh, elementary land right now in the Bible. But, but however, I do want to point out to you a biblical principle that is an Old Testament concept that is a New Testament and a new church concept today, is that when God intended for us to come and visit him in his house and be in his presence, his intention always was we would go out another way. It was never his intention for us to come in and leave the same way that we came. It was never his intention for us to just come to church and, and, and play patty cake with Jesus and just attend and say, oh man, we had a good time. But God's mindset was when my people come to worship me, they need to leave a different way than they came. I... I just want to take a few moments today. I'm not going to take very much time, but I want to take a few moments today and tell you that when you came into this place today, God's full intention was to change you. Ah. I don't know what your intention was. I don't know what you came with today, and we all came with something. There isn't anybody in this room who didn't come with something. That's why God didn't say only these people leave by the south gate, only these people leave by the north gate. He said, no, everybody who comes in this way must go out another way. And so I don't know what you came in here with today, but when you walked in the building, it was God's full intention that you would not leave the same way that you came. Oh, 
Can I encourage somebody today? I don't know what you're going through, but God wants you to go out another way. I don't know what you're facing, but God wants you to go out another way. I don't know what you've been through today, but God wants you to go out another way. I don't know how you came in, but God wants you to go out another way. You may have come in broke, busted, disgusted, aggravated, depressed, full of anxiety, full of stress, but God said, I want you to go out another way. When you go out, I want you to go out different. When you go out, I want you to go out change. Oh, hallelujah. Somebody needs to obey the word of God today and say, Lord, I came in the south gate. I came in the south gate, but I'm leaving by the north gate. I came in the north gate, but I'm leaving by the south gate because it was never your purpose and never your plan for me to leave the same way that I came. Can I tell you there's a change in the room today? Can I tell you there's a change in the room today? I don't know why you came, but I know why God is here. Because God came to change you today. He came to rearrange you today. He wants to turn you around today. He wants to let you leave the exact opposite that you came. So if you came with no joy, joy is coming. If you came with no peace, peace is coming. If you came with no hope, hope is is coming. If you came broken, he wants to put you back together. If you came depressed, he wants you to leave with joy. If you came diseased, he wants you to leave healed. He said, go out another way. I came in, but I went out another way. I came in wounded, but I went out another way. I came in weary, but I went out another way. I came in broken, but I went out another way. I came in, but I went out another way. Look at your neighbor and say, go out another way. Tell somebody else, go out another way. Now tell yourself, go out another way. God's plan is not for you to leave this place in the same condition you came into this place. He said, I got a new plan for you. When you come into my house, when you come worship me, when the worshiper lifts their voice to worship, he said, you got to go out another way. Ah, came to tell somebody, God has a change for you today. Yeah, he did it in Matthew chapter 12. I don't have time to read it all, but if you read Matthew 12, verses 9 through 12, you're going to see that in the synagogue on the Sabbath day, Jesus was in there in the church house teaching and preaching. And there came a man into the house, and he had a withered hand. His hand was withered. His hand was diseased. Somehow, some way, that hand had died. And that his hand, while still attached to the body had no life in it he was carrying around a lifeless hand (laughs) and and because his hand was withered he couldn't use it, it was his but he couldn't use it it was his but it was it, it, it benefited him nothing 
his hand was still attached, but it was dead. Anybody got some stuff in your life that's still attached, but dead? You, you, you can't hold things right. There's things that other people can do you can't do because you have something that's still attached to you, but, it's, but it, there's no life in it. it. It's still on me, but, but it's just dead. It's, it's still a part of the body, but it's just dead. And he was in the house of God on the Lord's day. As Jesus spoke, the Bible says Jesus said to the man, stand up. And when he stood up, he said, stretch forth thine hand. He didn't tell him, stretch forth thy withered hand. He said, stretch forth thine hand. It was up to the man to either stretch out his best or stretch out his worst. And the problem with some of us, the reason that we don't ever leave the house changed is because we come in here and we try to show our best. We trying to fake it till we make it. But God don't want to see your best. God said, I want to see your worst. If you hold out what is broken, I'll heal it. If you hold out what is wounded, I'll heal it. If you hold out what is no good, I'll make it good. And he stretched out his hand and God made it whole as the other. He came in with a withered hand, but he left. He came in the north gate, but God said you got to leave by the south gate. He came in diseased, but God said you're going to leave whole. Uh, oh, yeah. That wasn't the only church service that Jesus did that. He was in another church service in the book of Luke chapter 13. In the book of Luke chapter 13, read it for yourself. He came to church. There was a woman in the church. The Bible says she was bent over and she could no wise lift herself up. She had been that way for 18 years. Some of y'all ain't even 18 years old. Good gracious almighty. Mm. Her back was old enough, her, her back problem was old enough to drive. That's how old her back problem was. Her, her back problem was old enough to graduate from high school. Her back problem was a freshman at college. That's how long her back had been. But the Bible tells us that when Jesus looked at it, he didn't see an infirmity. He saw a spirit. <laughs> he said, be thou loosed from thine infirmity. And immediately she was made straight. Be loosed from the spirit of thine infirmity. See, some of us came in here today and we are physically hurt by a spiritual thing that we're fighting. Some of you can't smile. You can't physically smile because it, it, it's not that your body is wounded. It's that you, there's a spirit of infirmity on her. The Bible tells us in Luke 13 verse 11, and behold, there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity it wasn't that she had a bad back it was she had a bad spirit I come to tell somebody today some of you are facing things today that are so spiritual they are showing up as physical attributes but you're in the right place can I tell you 
Jesus did not ask her her history. Jesus didn't ask her what she'd done. Jesus didn't ask. The only thing Jesus did is says, woman, be thou loosed. You know why? Because when you come into the house of God, if you came in the north gate, he wants you to leave by the south gate. She came in with the spirit that had her down. She came in with the spirit that had her bound. But the word of the Lord came and the word of the Lord loosed her from her infirmity. Can I tell you today, I want to speak to somebody today who's been dealing with what you've been dealing with for a long time. I came to speak to the long timers. I come to speak to those people. You've been fighting this for 10, 20, 30 years. I come to tell you today that you're in the house of God and the same God that spoke to that woman is the same God that's in this room right now. And I don't care how long you've been fighting it. God said, today is the day. I don't care how long you've been battling it God said today you ought to just rejoice right now because I'm not leaving by the south gate no 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 I came in by the south gate but I'm gonna go out another way I'm going out another way oh yeah and the Bible tells us in the book of Mark, chapter 1, beginning around verse 21, that Jesus was preaching in the house of God. And they were so astonished at his doctrine. They were blown away at his word. For he taught them as one that had authority and not as the scribe. You see, the scribe teaches from what was written. Those in authority teach from what they wrote. They didn't know that that man sitting in front of them reading from the word was the word. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Jesus is sitting down in the middle of them having a kumbaya moment. And they're like, we can't even believe what this man is saying because he, he wasn't just reading the word, he was the word. And the word was made flesh, John 1, chapter, chapter 1, verse 14. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And they were astonished at his preaching and teaching. They were like, oh, this man is amazing. And right in the middle of church, a man jumped up full of a devil. Ah! Oh, you didn't know it. You didn't know it. But the devil could come to church. Ooh. Ooh, some of y'all, y'all looked up at your neighbor like. Mm. Check him. Check him. Oh, the devil came to church on a Sunday. He was in the house. Listen, the devil sat through the opening. He sat through the worship. The devil sat through the offering. The devil sat right there through testimony service. The devil sat right there through, through the prayer time. But he couldn't sit through the word. He showed up with a bag lunch and was chilling. 
sitting in the back eating bugles and drinking a Coke. Some of y'all don't know about bugles, but they fire. Don't sleep on them. Don't sleep on them bugles. He's sitting on the back road chilling. He's having a good time. He's at church. He's been here. I've been coming here. This is my, this is my house. But when the doctrine came out, when the authority of the word was spoken, the devil couldn't take it no more. He said, hey! And Jesus said, come out of him, you unclean spirit. You see what the word does? The word brings it to the top. Some of y'all sitting here right now, you, you, you're not even comfortable right now. You know why? Because the word is bringing it out. But I'm preaching to somebody that came in through the north gate. You're about to lead by the south gate. You came in here, the devil's been lying to you. He's been speaking to you. He's been talking to you. He's been filling your head full of lies. He's been filling your head full of junk. And I came to rebuke the devil and all of his imps right now in the name of Jesus by the power of the blood of the lamb. I rebuke him now and be free in Jesus' name. The devil can't have you. The devil can't have your marriage. The devil can't have your children. The devil can't have your finances. The devil can't have your home. You got to get out. I said you got to get out. Somebody put your hand on your head and say, you got to get out. You got to get out. Because the word is in the house. There is a word in the house. There is a word in the house. And the word is changing my direction. I came in this way, but the word is turning me. Hey, I came in, but I went out another way. I came in, but I went out. Somebody ought to go out another way. I'm going 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 out another way. You can't hold me. You can't keep me. You can't bind me. You can't hold me. I'm going out. Somebody ought to do it right now. You ought to go out another way. I'm going out healed. I'm going out whole. I'm going out happy. I'm going out. Go out. Another way. Woo! I feel the Holy Ghost. Come on, somebody's doing it right now. Somebody's turning. That South Gate can't hold you no more. That North Gate can't hold you no I'm going. Come on, there's a change in the house. There's a change in the house. There's a change in the house. Come on, all over the room, lift your voice. I'm going out another way. I'm going out another way. It won't be this way much longer. Somehow to tell the devil right now, it won't be this way. When I leave this house, it won't be this way. There's a change coming. Hey. I know my change is coming. Somebody shouted, I know my change is coming. You can't hold me. You can't hold me. I know my change is coming. 
Paul and Silas went in the prison with bonds, chains on them. But when they began to praise God, they turned their jail cell into the temple of God. And when they left, there was no chains, no stocks, no bonds, because I went out another way. Stand with me. Stand with me all over the room. Lift your hands for just a moment right here. Somebody, lift your hands and surrender to this word. Shata. Go out another way. Go out. Ah. Ekorobosha. just a minute because the Lord just quickened my spirit he wants me to tell you something but I got to find it I know it's in 2nd Samuel hold on I'm going to get it uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First uh, Samuel twenty-one, brother Gary. First Samuel twenty-one. Watch. First Samuel 21, this is the Lord has quickened me. This is not even in my, in, my, in my message today. It's not even in my message, but this, the Lord just spoke to me in my spirit. Because this is what the Lord wants you to see. The Lord just spoke to me that somebody in this room <clears throat> needs to hear this. The Bible says in 1 Samuel 21, in verse 8, and David said unto Ahimelech, and is there not here under thine hand spear or sword? For I have neither brought my sword nor my weapons with me, because the king's business required haste. And the priest said, the sword of Goliath, the Philistine, whom thou slewest in the valley of Eli, behold, it is here, wrapped in a cloth behind the ephod. If thou wilt take that, take it, for there is no other save that here. And David said, there is none like that. 
give it me. Watch this. And David arose and fled that day for fear of Saul and went to Achish, the king of Gath. Um, if you read this story, you know that, that David was running for his life. David was running from Saul. Saul sought to kill David, and David was running for his life. And as David was running for his life, the Bible says, out of fear, out of fear, he ran to the house of the Lord. Oh, thank God that, that, that I... Out of, out of fear, thank God for the church. Listen, some of you are here today. You are here today because you're terrified of what the future holds. Can I tell you this? Can I tell you this? That's not a bad reason. That's a great reason. Don't feel bad today that you're here because you're terrified. We, we, I'm here. Because at some point in my life, I was terrified. I came back to the Lord at the age of 19, 20 years old. I came back to church because I was terrified. And I stand before you today because I ran to the house of the Lord out of fear. David runs to the house of the Lord out of fear. Put it back up for me. And, and in verse 10, put that verse 10. You, you leave that 10 up there for me. He says, he ran to the house of the Lord for fear. And he asked the man of God, he said, hey, I need a sword, uh, uh, any kind of weapon. They're, they're coming to get me. I, I need something. And Ahimelech fed him hallowed bread. And he told him, he said, I have no weapon here. The only weapon I have here is Goliath's weapon. Goliath's sword. And you know how awesome that is. And David said, David said, oh yeah, that's a great sword. There's none like it in the land. Give it to me. And when he took the sword, read it right here. He ran because he was afraid. Watch. And David arose and fled that day for fear of Saul. David came in through the north gate, and he left through the north gate. He came into the house of God afraid, and he left afraid. David, why would you be fearful if you had the sword in your hand? You know why? Because God is not going to use what he used yesterday. You got to stop going back to yesterday's victories and trying. Listen, I don't know what helped your marriage 10 years ago. It ain't going to help today. I don't, I don't know what helped your success 15 years ago. It ain't going to help today. Listen, I don't know why you got saved 25 years ago. But it ain't going to work today. If you're coming in here, into this church, trying to get something that reminds you of yesteryear, no wonder you keep leaving the same way you came. You're coming afraid, and you're leaving afraid. You know why? Because that sword represents the power of man. And David knew in my hand, because he was a great warrior, this sword is mighty. And he depended upon himself to kill Saul, even though he knew he wouldn't kill Saul. 
He put the power in his own hand and he left afraid because he kept the power to himself. You cannot fix you. If you could fix you, this would be an empty church today. But every one of us need to fall at the altar and say, Lord, I need something fresh. You know where it was? Do you know where David's answer was? Go back to verse 9 for me. I'm going to show you where the answer was. The answer was right here. And the priest said, The sword of Goliath, the Philistine, whom thou slewest in the valley of Eli, behold, it is here, wrapped in a cloth behind the ephod. He reached over what he needed to grab what, he, what was familiar. He reached over God's provision because that ephod is what the high priest would wear in the presence of God. And that ephod represented God's presence, God's power, and God's counsel. And he reached over the ephod and he grabbed that sword. He went to the house of the Lord afraid. He left in his own power, in his own ability, in his own skill, in his own talent. And he left afraid. And the ephod was right there the whole time. Watch what happens a couple chapters later. I don't have time to read it. But when his hometown, Ziglag, was sacked and his wife was taken and his children was taken. And the Bible said the Amalekites took everything he owned. He wept and cried. And the men who were with David said, David, let's go kill them. And David said, David said to Abathar, the priest, Ahimelech's son, he asked the Himalek for a weapon. But when he says to Abathar, he says, Abathar. The, listen, the men are saying, let's go kill him, David. Let's go get our stuff back. And David says, Abathar. He doesn't say, bring me my sword. He doesn't say, Abathar, bring me my spear. He says, Abathar, bring me the ephod. And David put down his sling and David put down his sword and David took off his kingly robes and David put down his ability and he put down his power and David put on the ephod and he said, Lord, shall I pursue? Instead of fighting, he prayed. And the Lord said, pursue. And thou shall without fail recover all. Can I tell you today what you need in this house? If you came in here by the north gate and you want to leave by the south gate, don't you dare think that you can do it today. You can't do it. You don't have the power. You don't have the ability. Stop reaching over God's power and depending on your own. Stop reaching over God's provision. And relying on your own talent and your own ability and your own skill. It's your own talent and your own ability that got you in this mess in the first place. Stop and say, Lord, I'm not reaching for man's weapons, but I'm reaching for God's weapons. God, what will you have me to do? Don't leave afraid. You came afraid. Don't leave afraid. You came broken. Don't leave broken. You came wounded. Don't leave wounded. You came weary, don't leave weary. I wonder if there's anybody in this house 
for just a few moments. We've shouted and we've praised. But I wonder if there's somebody who will come and fall at an altar and say, Lord, help me today. Get what I need so that I can leave, so that I can go out another way. Anybody want to go out another way? I pray this word was an encouragement to you today. Thank you again for tuning in to Truth Chapel's podcast. If you have not yet, please take a moment and leave us a quick review. God bless and have a great rest of your day.